Hey, everybody listening into the podcast, this is Bros in the Berg with myself, Ryan Doyle. Uh, we have Connor Doyle, and our executive producer. Well, what's up, and, uh And Robbie Bergstone on the other end in Indianapolis. Um, that is my title, official gambling um <laughs> Especially gambling Inside. expert, yeah, and and NHL expert too. Yeah, yeah. let's make sure that's stated. Hockey's yeah, your, hockey's your favorite sport. Yeah, is, he definitely doesn't take a crash course thirty seconds before each podcast episode <laughs> to find the hot news in hockey for the day. Ryan de- definitely didn't have to look up the standings for the NHL currently. Ryan, uh, Ryan, could you name five hockey teams before like five minutes ago? What five? Just five hockey teams? Yeah, five. Oh, yeah, easily. Uh, I don't know about that. Preds, okay. Flyers, yeah. yeah uh, the Stars, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jer- Jersey Devils, Florida okay. Panthers. There we go. Yeah, okay. he's got. Okay. He's got. Leaves, Kings. I'm cracked. Honestly, I'm. He's, a, he's looking at a screen. Like, we'll let it slide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we just so the end. We just witnessed the end of the Packers 49ers game. That was a hell of a game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, why I, I don't know why people are actually in attendance for the game when the wind chill is literally zero degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, that was I mean, well. I, the first half it wasn't snowing, right? It just started in the second half. Yeah, the snowing was the second half, and like I feel like it being that cold and it not snowing is miserable. Once the snow yeah. starts, I feel like that's a little more fun. Yeah, like, I mean, everyone loves some snow. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that's even more insulting because the San Francisco team came to Lambeau Field while it's snowing and beat you. To go into yeah. the NFC Championship. Oh, okay, let's let's clarify. San Francisco yeah. team is a stretch. The San Francisco 49ers <laughs> defense and special teams yeah. went into Lambeau yeah. and beat Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, Jimmy G, G looks horrendous. I mean, I just straight up. Yeah. Throwing ducks all night. Rodgers' last drive was terrible. He went three and out. Yeah. That, that, that yeah. pass to Devontae, which was like a 40-yard bomb, was pointless. Like, I don't know why he threw that ball. So I think, I think first, no, we need a first hot take for the podcast. And mine okay. is that Aaron Rodgers is washed. Um, yeah. and not be in the greatest quarterback of all time conversation. I think oh, wow. that's just <laughs> he in the goat conversation. I missed that. Memo. I mean, I think hey, Brady is taken and run with it. Well, I can sleep, but like, there's tier. There's a tier below Brady, but I think everyone with the gourd agrees that Brady is the number one overall best yeah. player in NFL yeah. all time at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a while there that everyone's like, well, Rodgers is the more talented quarterback. Just you know, hasn't had the help, or hasn't had this, or hasn't had yeah. that. And now you're to the point where he's 0 and 4 against the 49ers in the playoffs, and none of those 49er teams won a Super Bowl. We're I mean, not a single one. Yeah, so. I mean, it's almost to this point. I think you, I think you asked the question: Is Rodgers ever going to win another Super Bowl? And I think no. I don't think Rodgers is ever going to win another Super Bowl. If, if he can't win no. with it, I think this is the best team that he's going to get for the rest of his career. Yeah, I, I think you're getting to the point where, you know, you start questioning his age. Um, I don't. I don't know how many more years he has. People said that about contract. Brady, though. Yeah, but he's the only one. I mean, yeah, Brady's the exception to the yeah. rule, not the rule. True. That's. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you had like you like Favre, right? He retired mm-hmm. like twice. Yeah, true. Went, went to the Jets, the Vikings, so mm-hmm. he's also up there. But yeah, do we think this is Rogers' last game in Green Bay? Is he actually going to leave this offseason? I could not tell you. I really I, have no idea. If I, I mean, if I was betting last summer, I would have said he was gone last summer. Yeah. So didn't he I express mean, interest in like him. Pittsburgh? I I know it's Denver. Like I don't think that actually had any substance. It was in a preseason game where mm-hmm. Tomlin and Rogers were like 
laughing at each other and making jokes and whatnot. And people are like, oh, he's going to Pittsburgh kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think that has any sustenance. Mm -hmm. So on the, on the flip side, I feel like you're going into this game wondering, is Jimmy G really the quarterback for the future for the 49ers? And he yeah. didn't have a great game. Yeah. But no. the man is winning playoff games. He's been to a yeah. Super Bowl. You just went into Lambeau, beat Aaron Rodgers. Granted, he didn't really do anything to yeah. win that game. But, I mean, I if you're the 49ers, what do you do with the Jimmy G? I mean, I think you said it, though. It was kind of the defense. and it's special. I mean, because the commentator said at the end of the game, like, the reason that Green Bay lost was because of their special teams. And I don't yeah. necessarily agree with the fact that it was Green Bay special teams play. It was, it was their fault. I think it was just that the 49ers special teams was that good. Was that I don't know. If you, give, if you give up two blocks in the game, yeah. usually you didn't prepare right. I mean, I mean that's true, uh, yeah. Eight blocks, sure, but two blocks in a game is pretty rough. Yeah. Dude, I, most teams don't give up two blocks on, like, a season. Yeah. yeah, those are pretty uncommon in the NFL. I mean, Crosby finally acquired a grip, though. He felt like, true. do you remember that Shocking. game earlier in the season against true. the Bengals? Game, he had games. Yeah, bro. true. He, this was his worst season in his career by far. Yeah, yeah. The Bengals, the Bengals one was the best though. That was just a who doesn't want to win this game. It was yeah. what five missed kicks in a row. Yeah. Something like that. Just combine extra points and field goals. It was absolutely yeah. insane. I mean, I'm looking at ESPN right now. At one, at one point. Green Bay had an 89% chance to win this game. Yeah. I mean, I kept saying to myself, I'm like, this is Green Bay's game to lose. This isn't, yeah. this isn't San Francisco's game to win. This is Green Bay's game to lose. It, it, felt, like, it felt like if Rodgers got one more touchdown, it was over. That There's no yeah. way the Niners were scoring mm -hmm. two touchdowns. If you went up 14, the game was over, but they just could never get it going in the second half. Watching the watching the game, it almost felt like the nine. It felt like the Niners were like a unit, and it felt like specifically because their defense. I think for the Packers was fine, but specifically their offense. I felt like it was it was an offense of individuals almost, like the way yeah. that because okay, first of all, Devontae Adams is ridiculously good. Like it's not even funny how good he is. Free, free Devontae, free Devontae. bro. He like the some free. of the catches he was making was were yeah. ridiculous, and like I mean, you can say the same thing. Like Kittle, Kittle had that one handed like. Where he slid his knee down in the first half, which was he, he had one two. I mean, he like ran a slant round, just juked some. I don't know <laughs> from the back or a safety, yeah. just absolutely out of his cleats. I mean, it was awful. But I know yeah, Rogers was twenty for twenty nine in the game. Of those twenty nine throws, twenty one of those were either to Aaron Jones or Devontae. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It was I mean, it was a two man it was a two man throwing game. And on the flip side, you had San Francisco Brandon Ayuk, which five. Top five round wide receiver was targeted once the entire game. Yeah, but no catches. I mean, but he's been he's been all, the biggest disappointment out of San Fran this year. That was the all year for Ayuk though. He would like go through periods like, all right, he's getting five or six a game. Like he's kind of like getting those targets back up, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, two games where he combines for one target between the two games. I just don't know how you like. Obviously, you have someone who's pretty talented, but you just write him out of the game plan completely. They've done it all season. Yeah, I. I I know. I, I guess it. I guess it's worked. <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, they're in the NFC Championship, so you can't really say much about it. I was gonna go with what you were talking about Connor that the, the you know Niners were one unit and the Packers were just kind of out there. I feel like that happens yeah. with a lot of Rodgers teams. Like yeah. a lot of Rodgers teams, like almost look like they don't want to be there when it comes playoff time. Yeah. Like it's like oh, like you know, we got this far, we got this one seed, like we deserve to win this game, but we're not going to go out and do anything to actually win this game. Which is so funny because the excuse for that was it was like a Mike McCarthy culture, right? And then you yeah. have like the the house change, and you're still getting the same results. Yeah. Um. I don't know how long, how long has that coach been there? I I forget his McCarthy's name. Like two, been there two or three years. Two three years. Yeah, yeah. I was. I can't remember how many exactly. I and mean, it's like you can't fire the man for going thirteen and four. No. 
Like, <laughs> no, and I think Matt Lafleur is a lot better coach than Mike McCarthy is. Yeah. As a Cowboys, long-time ca- suffering <laughs> Cowboys oh, fan, I can yeah, confirm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would die for Matt Lafleur as your coach right now. Yes. For, for, for listeners at home, we're all in eternal pain because we're Dallas Cowboys fan. Well, Robbie's more of a Panthers fan, but, you know, semi-Dallas Cowboys I, fan. Yeah, I, I've, been a, I've been a Cowboys fan this year just so I could share with my friends because the yeah, Panthers yeah. – we had that story to start, and then it just really mm-hmm. all went downhill from there. But that was yeah. fun while it lasted. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can we can kind of shift to the earlier game today. I mean, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I know Robbie, you got a chance to to check out the Bengals game, and they're they're moving yeah. on. On a, on a, that was two game winning field goals today, correct? That that it kicker was. for yeah. for the Bengals is is special. McPherson I mean, is cold, dude. He he's a rookie. rookie. Didn't He's miss a cold. kick on the road the entire year. That's um, not. I didn't know that. That's actually nuts. Yeah, it's he. Well, I think he was talking to Burrow before when there was a timeout call before he went on the field. Yeah, and he said, you know, get ready for the ASC championship game as a rookie, yeah. and then goes out and drills that kick. Like, there was there was an interview afterwards so where a reporter was interviewing Burrow, and Burrow said he's like, I was walking on the field before he even kicked the ball because he was so because I think because of that conversation he was so confident in yeah. it. But he, I mean, yeah. he's proven it throughout the year. He's incredible. As, as much as I want to hate Joe Burrow, too, you like, can't, you can't dude. not like Joe Burrow. <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't. Like, he just goes out there and he plays football, and that is. You know what I want? It. You know what I want the Super Bowl matchup to be? I want it to be the Bucks and the Bengals. Bengals no, I want the <laughs> the Bucks and the Bengals. Like legit, I want the Bengals to go to the, the Super Bowl. Oh, I, I'd like to see. I'd like to see Joe Burrow and uh, Mahomes Burrow. in the AFC Championship. I, I mean, too, yeah. Here's my take. In, in the next five years, the Bengals make a Super Bowl. That's, that's my take. I was telling someone earlier, the big ones remind me a lot of the Hawks from last year in the NBA, where it's a young team oh, yeah. that everyone knows is talented and arrived a little ahead of schedule. Like, I don't think anyone, like, everyone knew the Bengals would be better this year, but no one expected them to make the AFC Championship, just like the Hawks last year making the East Conference Finals. Yeah. Obviously, they're not having a great year right now, but I mean, <laughs> no, same kind of no, deal. No, they are yeah. not. <laughs> same kind of deal where it's a team a little bit ahead of schedule getting to a game yeah. of that magnitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, great for the Bengals going into a hostile environment and winning that game. Um, but overall, for all the NFL games today, you had bad quarterback play overall. Yeah. Yeah. Garoppolo, not good. Obviously, can, weather conditions are a big thing. But Tannehill, 15 for 24 with three Tannehill picks at home. Abysmal. Yeah, I, saw I mean, he's not been good all year. He had yeah. two picks that were tips, but he That's didn't true. play well outside of that. He had a couple of bombs to A.J. Brown. Which I mean, talking about good wide receivers, AJ Brown and Jamar Chase were yeah. dueling yeah. today. It wasn't a quarterback duel; it was Jamar Chase versus AJ Brown for most of the game. Receiver but, stars showed up on in both games. They yeah. they played well. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Debo handled that cold weather very well. He hit the turf one time. I think it was a little harder than he expected, and he came up hobbling well, at, a little bit. At the end of the game, it was Debo hobbled off the field on one leg, and then so did Kittle. Yeah. Kittle started limping off the field, and that was like, yeah. it, like I, I don't think they're seriously injured, but imagine a Niners team NFC Championship without Kittle or Debo. Like, what does that team no. do? Like, no, what no. do you do with that? Nothing. You can't win that game. Yeah, you lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean... You know, Titans twelve and five on the year, first round. They exceeded expect they exceeded expectations for sure. Were they a twelve and five team? They they don't win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill. No, no, no. Derrick Henry definitely was not fully healthy. Like he he had he had five screws in his foot. Right, he had a metal plate still in his foot. Yes, so still metal plate sitting in his foot. Yeah, he got he got twenty carries. You know. Averaged over three yards a carry, which I think is as best as you can ask for when he hasn't yeah. had any real game 
he, you can tell he's just missing that explosiveness, which isn't yeah. surprising, but you can yeah. see it because Hilliard had a couple of those big runs where you saw him bust it open. And it's like, for many, you're like, is that Derrick Henry? He's like, no, it's not. Um, yeah. Healthy Henry yeah. Titans win this game. I, I, yeah. I, oh, that's so hard. Hypothetical. I mean, you're probably right just because of how elite Derrick Henry is, but it's yeah. almost mm-hmm. like. I'm, like you said, though, I mean, the Bengals have so much young talent that it's like, I, I could definitely no, see that do. theory of making making a Super Bowl I, in five years. Because when you have... I, I, defense, I, I think the, that's a foregone conclusion. They make Super Bowl in five years. I, in defense of the Titans, I saw some takes that, you know, they're like one of the worst number one seeds ever, whatever. I don't think, I don't but think they, that's accurate. They beat the Bills and the Chiefs this year. Like, they yeah. beat the yeah. two teams seated directly behind them. Mm. They also lost to the Jets at home. I mean, like, they, yeah, they, this is true. This is true. No, they lost at the Jets. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. Incorrect information. They had, like, the most, like, players activated their active roster of any team in the NFL this year and, like, made the number one seed. I mean, yeah. They're a good team. I think they need to get healthier. I think they need to figure out the whole Ryan Tannehill situation, but there's a lot of good things going on in Tennessee, I think. I mean, like yeah. you just said, it was it was injuries. I mean, AJ Brown is out every other week. Julio Jones has been out for so Julio. long. Yeah, yep. and so and you know Henry didn't have, obviously Henry's been out since early season. So it's like, what is you know as bad as we as much as we want to pin it all on Tannehill, it's almost like what did he have to work with? They, yeah. they were beneficiaries of a weak division, right? You're playing against Indy, who came on strong, led by yeah. carried physically by Jonathan Taylor, yeah. and then Houston and Jacksonville combined for seven wins, right? It's the same thing with the Cowboys. So same thing with the Cowboys. The NFC East, they go yeah. six and zero in the division, mm-hmm. and then six and five against everybody else. Yeah. So. I mean, it's you know, twelve and five were they the weakest one seed of all time? No, but they were definitely a weak one seed because they only get that one seed because of how bad the Chiefs and the and the Bills struggled earlier in the season. And it's yeah. a cliche to say, you know, trial by fire. You have to play these good teams, be ready for when you play good teams in postseason tournaments or whatever else. But I mean, it really does show up. You got to think about like Gonzaga mm-hmm. for the last couple of years has gone out of conference and played really tough games and been yep. a lot better in the tourney than they were. 10 years ago when they waltzed through the West Coast Conference, not play a soul, and then get rocked in the second round or Sweet 16. Yeah. I mean, you yep. really do have to play those games against good teams if you're going to make any noise going mm-hmm. forward. Yep. And we can, uh, we can look ahead to, to tomorrow's game. Obviously, we got the, the Bills and the Chiefs. And then I, what is the other game? I keep forgetting. Bucks Rams. Thank you. The Bucks and Rams. the Rams. What are, uh, and here's my hot take. Here's my hot take of the playoffs okay. so far. I have the Chiefs beating the Bills by double digits. Ooh. And I and I, I have so much confidence about that. I don't think that I still don't think that Bills team is on the level with the Chiefs. I mean, it, it is a hell of a pl- hell of a time to go into Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. Um for sure. And the Chiefs are favored by a point and a half at home. I just uh, I, with a yeah. with an over under of fifty four. Yeah, so the only reason I disagree with you, Connor, is the Bills are coming in as probably one of the most confident teams right now. I mean, they, I mean, the Chiefs played well last week, but like the Bills beat the Patriots at home where it wasn't even close. Yeah, they closed out the season really well, and they still remember last year's AFC conference or championship game. I mean, mm-hmm. they, I feel like they've shown it all week of Dig sitting there, you know, watching the celebration. Like they're gonna they're gonna be out for blood for sure. Uh, now I, I think the Chiefs win the game. But mm-hmm. I do think, and I think it's going to be an absolute shootout between Patrick Mahomes yeah. and Josh Allen. I absolutely I fully. Agree. I, I think I, I think fifty four points is covered for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, you know the Bills ended the season on a four game win streak. They beat the Patriots, like you mentioned, but they also beat some other teams that are struggling, like the Panthers, the Falcons, or the Jets. So it's not like they're played the the biggest competition. 
Um, but I mean, we we will we will definitely see come tomorrow. I think it'll be definitely a little bit more of an exciting game than the Bucks Rams. The Rams have really struggled against good teams this year. I mean, the, yeah. the couple times they played the Cardinals, they did not look good. Stafford has made a lot of mistakes. Um, Henderson, I don't know if he's back. Acres um, looks good though. Acres looked really Akers good. Acres looks good. Michelle looks good. Um, yeah, Sony Michelle's been really good. I I just think it's a I think it's a classic Tom Brady game. I think I he throws for three touchdowns at home, and they they win by at least a touchdown in Tampa. I'm curious to see how the Bucks offensive line does because they got banged up last week against the Eagles, and that Rams front with Von Miller and Aaron Donald and all those guys look like they came together last week. Like you felt like. You're sitting there. Well, I mean, obviously the Cardinals played awful, and I think we're not a very good team. We're probably the worst of the playoff teams, except maybe the Eagles. Yeah, but sure. I mean, they were just tearing up, and it was one of those things you're watching it happen. You're like, how do you block those guys? How do you block Von Miller and Aaron Donald at the same time? Yeah, I mean, I mean they can rush four, and they're going to get to your quarterback more times than they're not. So you're dropping so many guys in coverage. I mean, it is Tom Brady. I mean, yep. it is the greatest quarterback of all time, but it's a it's a tough ass, especially for an offensive line that got pretty banged up last week. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to acknowledge that. I mean, obviously that Tom Brady, while he is the greatest quarterback of all time, he can't move. Where the where the day? I mean, the only quarterback he's more mobile than in the NFL you could, is Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> I mean, realistically, so I mean, I just obviously with Aaron Donald, Von Miller coming at you, that's a little bit of an issue. But for him, I I think I like I, I agree with Ryan. I think the Bucks are gonna clean up easy with the Rams. Does does Brady go for eight this year? I feel, I feel like that's the big question. I think the real question is, so let's say, you know, the Bucs win tomorrow and they play the Niners in the NFC Championship game. Does that game decide the most handsome quarterback in the NFL? I think whoever wins gets the title for the time being. I mean, Jimmy G with the beard is just, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Brady's never tried the face there. I mean, I think, I think he's a clean <laughs> sure, he's, tried, he's tried it before. Has he win? I think so. I could, I could be incorrect. I was reading more about the Bucks Panthers. Um, I know uh, Panthers, Bucks Rams. I know the Bucks get uh, Leonard back too. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Len- Lenny Fournette is back. Fournette is, <laughs> Fournette. I believe, is coming back. Um, and these two teams met week three um, mm-hmm. with the with the um, Rams coming out on top, 34-24. The Rams beat up on them. That was the kind of like when the Bucks start off slow. I mean, I feel like a lot of Brady teams do. Yeah, um, I, mean, but, you get, I don't think they they started off six and one. They did. Yeah, they, they started. Off <laughs> six and one. I, I, I think Fournette's one of the uh, Fournette's one of the most unique players I've ever seen because he was one of those guys that obviously like I, I think people were listing him as one of the top college running backs they'd ever seen, and then he had mm-hmm. and then he went he was at Jacksonville at the early start of his career, correct? His NFL career, yeah, and so yes. he kind of he kind of took a massive dip and then went to Tampa Bay. And then had was splitting carries with Rojo, and obviously has emerged as as a very very good running back this year. And I don't know about well, then ever... Arians figured out that Ronald Jones is not the guy that should yeah. be splitting carries. <laughs> but I mean, like I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen uh, a guy who was regarded as one of the top talents of all time in college, and then took a took a massive dip and then came back up again. Because I feel like those guys just always just keep going down. So Fournette's one of well, the only like rebounds. I mean, he had two one thousand yard rushing seasons. Yeah. The Jaguars. When I say massive I mean, dip, I mean like people were expecting him to be. Yeah. As as good as he was in college. I mean, 2020, you know, he only had 367 yards. So he's in that time share with Rojo. He didn't get that many touches. Yeah, that wasn't his fault. Yeah. But he struggled with injuries yeah, for a little bit too, didn't he? I think he did. Yeah. Like yeah. nagging injuries. Yeah. 
It's funny to think about him and Geis back to back too, because you know he left LSU and Geis came in, and you no, know, yeah. Geis was also a great running back at LSU, and it looked like both of them were going to take the league by storm. And I don't think is Geis in the league anymore. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, Connor, I think the take with Fournette struggling in there, his early career is not great. Like Robbie said, he had two one thousand yard seasons, and then the season he didn't, he was hurt. He played half the games. Yeah. Like he yeah. was averaging four yards a carry. Struggling, um, struggling was the wrong word. Maybe underwhelming. Well, and you got to think about, you know, who he was playing with on offense, right? Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. The box. <laughs> You're not going to be able to do anything when you yeah. have absolutely no weapons. Yeah, I agree. So but I, I, do, I do think Fournette is one of the, I mean, there's so many important offensive players on the Bucks. It's almost hard to say that he's one of the most important ones, but mm-hmm. I feel like him and Gronk are what drives that offense. I mean, Mike Evans is great. Chris Godwin's yeah. great. Antonio Brown's a head case, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. They have a lot of weapons, but Fournette opens up so many things for them underneath and running the ball that I feel like he really does help drive that offense and having him back will yeah. make them look a little better than they have been. I agree. And I think, well, yeah, like Ryan said, Arians found a way to kind of split it as opposed to just being a pass heavy. I mean, and I don't like to be completely honest, I don't think Brady's going to feel the lack of Godwin at all just because I, he's Tom Brady. Like he's won Super Bowls with way worse receiving cores. Oh, yeah. Like it's so, but, I don't have any concerns about him losing Godwin. Get some respect on Jules. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as long as he has Gronk, I mean, He's there's yeah. there, there's going to be plays made. I think yeah. Gronk, I think Gronk's in for a hell of a day. I'd probably yeah. agree. Yeah. I mean, you could. I mean, are they going to key on him though? I mean, you saw you saw today out the um in the Packers game after the first quarter, Devonta Adams just got double teamed for the entire rest of the game. So mm-hmm. it's like, do the do the Rams just do the same thing? I mean, not probably not on Gronk because Gronk isn't as shifty and as fast. But it's almost like, do they pick a guy to key in on so Brady can't get the Did ball? You, I mean, I assume you bring Jalen Ramsey over some to help yeah. cover Gronk. Yeah. Um, Are we forgetting about Mike Evans? Well, I was, yeah, I was about to say, does, does Brady I, go over yeah, the I, I thought that too, but I, I feel like Gronk is a different piece, especially when he's that big. I mean, not that yeah. Ramsey is as big as Gronk, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at stats. Great, great stats. ESPN for the podcast. <laughs> we're locked in over here. Yeah, we're not uh, sponsored Ramsey by ESPN. Was, Ramsey covered Mike Evans 18% of the routes on the regular season matchup in week three. So they yeah, didn't really they, – they had a lot of safety over the top help, but they had Ramsey usually one-on-one with somebody else on the field. I, I remember there being a lot of talk about you – no, know, Ramsey was talking about covering Gronk and wanting to cover Gronk and all this stuff. I mean, I think he's had that come up a couple of times. I mean, Jalen Ramsey wants to cover the best player on the field, yeah. and he usually does a pretty good job of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be scared of Mike Evans when he gets to the red zone. That's, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's Man. so hard to defend the Bucks in the red zone. You got Fournette, you got Gronk, and you have Mike Evans. I mean, those are, you know, three probably top 15 red zone threats in the league. Yeah, like it, it's that's hard to defend. Y'all want to hear the trash Jalen Ramsey was talking this week? Always. He he said that he doesn't like Gronk's commercials. Mm. They are a little weak. Oh, that's tough. You know, well, that's an L. I mean, how, how, tired. <laughs> how do you come back? Gronk's just like, I'm getting the bag. What do you, what do you want? Yeah, this, this they, about, there's a couple years ago when Ramsey was still in Jacksonville, and he said, yeah, I don't think Gronk's that good. Like, just wow. straight up said, like, I don't, I don't think Gronk is very good. That's, so, that might be some, some beef there for sure. Oddest take. <clears throat> So uh, kind of moving, moving away from the NFL a little bit uh, of your, uh, your boys. So for those of you that don't know who are listening right now, Robbie and Ryan both attended University of Alabama. They had a basketball game tonight. 
<laughs> Obviously, I apologize for the uh, for the heartbreak that the national championship game caused you guys against Georgia. Yes, I'm very upset. Please move past it. <laughs> um, but hey, top to watch on YouTube TV the other night, and I almost wanted to throw up the control. <laughs> but it's all right. But uh, obviously, it's kind of getting in, getting into basketball season now. And you, Alabama, came into the season a very a pretty highly ranked team and and got some some good wins. They've fallen out of the top twenty five. They beat Mizzou tonight. I mean, what are your guys' overall thoughts on the Alabama basketball yeah. team? Tonight is what we call a struggle win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was. It was, it's, it was ten points, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but like we didn't. Four minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Let's not forget that the same Mizzou team beat us like what one or two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, do you want to you want to take this, Rob, or do you want me to have fresh crack at this and my thoughts? <laughs> I mean, we're gonna say the same thing. We discussed Alabama basketball enough together that we're gonna have the exact same opinions on this team and yeah. the players associated with it. And I think you could ask a lot of analysts or people that watch basketball closely. It was the same story last year. This Alabama team can beat anybody in the country on a given night, and it's mm-hmm. no question. You, they went up to and played in Washington against Gonzaga, a, pretty much a home game from Gonzaga, like 100 miles from their campus, and they yeah. won. They beat Houston at home, another great team, who beat the absolute crap out of ECU today. It was like 30 points at halftime. It was gross. Go Pirates. Yeah, go Pirates. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they, they lost to Mizzou first time around. This was at home, a little bit of a revenge game. Uh, I think Alabama got a lot of help from the refs tonight. Mizzou had five yeah. free throw attempts. We had 25, I think. Wow. I mean, there was a huge foul discrepancy. Yeah. Um, so we got in the bonus really early in the second half, which really helped us come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have just been in a, a little bit of a three-point shooting slump recently. And when we shoot poorly from three, this team loses. Yeah, I, and I think beyond the stats and beyond, I mean, I'm sure there's more stats out there to back up why we've been in the slump. I've been playing well. It's like a lot of Alabama basketball teams, and like I can't blame it on Avery Johnson anymore as much as I would like to. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, we we are soft. I mean, there are a yeah. lot of games you watch us, and if, I mean, like Ryan's talking about, if the threes aren't falling, we lose. A lot of that is that they just don't change anything. They don't. I mean, whenever the threes aren't falling, they're like, all right, well, game over. I mean, you just don't. Yeah. It feels like you're missing that mental toughness from this team sometimes, and that's where they get themselves into trouble, and that's why you're losing games to Missouri or Mississippi State. I mean, on the road in the SEC, which a road game is always tough, Yeah, but those are the ones you've got to pull out. I mean, mm-hmm. those are teams that if you really are a threat to make a run in the NCAA tournament, you should win those games. Yeah. And, it, and this team's really young. I mean, you got five seniors mm-hmm. on the roster, but a lot of the, the starters and the stars are all like sophomores. And, and and freshmen. So I think there's a lot of maturing to do. We have an absolutely brutal stretch coming yeah. up. Um, Baylor comes to town on the 29th. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a little, little torqued about some of their most recent losses. Yeah. Then we go to Auburn and then home against Kentucky three in a row. Yeah. Um, which are top, top 12 teams right there. Mm-hmm. So I think we're really going to see what this team is actually made of yeah. um, when, when in those three games. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's uh, I'm I'm really I it's I think it's going to be this team goes to lead eight or loses round one in the tournament. Yeah. It's going to be no in yeah. between. You guys, also, I still do want to apologize for the Avery Johnson slander. I still just have flashbacks to us losing to Norfolk State in the first round of the NIT. Yeah, it yeah. still just makes me. Ryan and I were studying for a final. I think we were, we were studying for a test or something. Yeah, yeah, I was very very irate. We, we were like, oh, it's Norfolk State. We won't even watch the game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we lost. So, yeah. I, 
Right. I have this taste for Avery Johnson from Alabama basketball and for Dallas Mavericks yeah, basketball yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as a younger as a younger child. So we're so. an anti Avery Johnson podcast. Is that what the conclusion just came? <laughs> <to>? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah. I don't. I don't want to get too deep into that. But <laughs> for uh, for those of you watching the YouTube version, even though that Ryan is drinking Coke Zero, we are not sponsored by Coke Zero. I just want everyone to be aware of that i mean so, you know i might have to blur that to. Out i mean if they want post. to I mean, <laughs> if y'all want to yeah, yeah yeah hit us up um but i mean for the for the alabama basketball team do you guys see is there anybody specifically that you could see being a an nba prospect somebody that you think could go to the league and actually make you know make a difference i mean i think the most nba ready prospect you're going to find right now is quinterly mm-hmm. um but he has so many stretches where he disappears yeah, and you got I mean he has all the talent in the world. He's a great basketball player, but you were I mean he's one of the guys I think you were about that mental toughness and you know he left Villanova. It's kind of fuzzy why he left Villanova. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you're talking about pure talent, it's Quinterly. Um, outside yeah. of that, some of the big Davidson is is a green yeah. prospect prospect. Yeah. Um, I think that's actually probably the highest, highest yeah, ranked. Yeah, I mean, player. I definitely forgot about JD. I'm, but JD is still doing well. I mean, he's still yes. he's still got some offensive work to do for sure. Hundred yeah. percent. But I think he, I think he came in, um, like a first round pick kind of thing, like just in raw yeah. talent, depending on how he would develop this year. Um, but it's you know we'll we're we're gonna see. <laughs> so yeah. So Robbie, you before the podcast started, I know we were you, we were talking about your uh. Some of, the, some of the gambling decisions that you've made. So I kind of want to hear from you recently. I, you said that you suck at gambling. I want to hear from you recently. I actually, what brought you I was that actually conclusion? just going to bring this up for, for my two friends that are Mavs okay, fans. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, you know, I, you know, I had a nice little parlay the other night where I needed uh, our man Luca, where all Luca stands. Yeah, yeah, sure. always. Mm-hmm. Um, D-Book yeah. and okay. Steph, I'll go over 30. I need 30-point okay. games apiece from each. Yeah. It was when the Suns and Mavs were playing. Okay. Well, Luca and Luca both went for 28. <laughs> absolute agony that's, that's but the reason i want to bring it up why is luca afraid to shoot the ball at the end of the game like legitimate question i'm watching that game and kp took the last like five shots of the game it's like a couple possession game against one of the top teams in the league and yeah. luca's standing in the corner not even being involved in the offense i mean yeah. it just doesn't make any sense to me but i mean you guys probably watch more Mavs games than i have but it just blows my mind that he's that good of a player and seems to just disappear in those moments yeah especially especially since he's like i think you could argue that luke is pretty clutch i mean yeah I remember the you know a couple years ago or in the bubble against the clippers that step back on the <laughs> logo was ridiculous when he had that bubble yeah, I, th- I think i might have cried honestly if i want to be honest <laughs> yeah. with you i started running I around really the house really hate, the, really hate the clippers yeah <laughs> it's just a personal you know pandemic yeah, no, I, p don't love that man yeah, um, p, yeah. I, I really want patrick beverly to Die. Thank God he's not there. Wow. These are not the official views of um Bros in the Brick podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Ryan, you have a you have a hatred for Paul George that I have never seen from from a man to a, to another NBA player, and I I, I, I would like you to elaborate upon this hatred for Paul Does George. Paul George push P, Ryan? Paul George push P? <laughs> wouldn't know how to push P if it hit him in the mouth. I mean, he's just he's just not built like that, honestly. I think we just got the title for a video. Does Paul George push, <laughs> Paul George push P? Absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal title. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the Mavs have really started playing good basketball as of recently. They're 8-2 in their last 10. They just lost to Phoenix. Um, you know, yeah. I think 
arguable best team in the league right now. In a yeah. game they should have closed and won. I mean, yeah. they, they had a chance to win that game and didn't close out. But Yeah, team- Luke has been battling through some injuries this yeah. year. Um, Porzingis has had an absolute resurgence. I mean, he is a all-star slash fringe all-star player yeah. right now. I think Pingus um, finally started, like, he started playing like he wasn't afraid to tear his ACL. I, it's well, yeah, because he was hurt. All I don't know, last I, and year. I'm not blaming him, and I understand. No, no, it's not even that, is what I'm saying. Like, he said he wasn't, and people said that he was. No, he was. And it, it was very obvious yeah. that he was hurt. Well, because I mean, yeah. think about it if you're a 7 3 man and you have knee issues in both of your knees, like, like I'm yeah. not I'm not saying that, oh, he should, you know, he's got to play tough all the time. I understand. Like, of course, you don't want to blow out your knee, and like, like, it's not even at that point, it's not even thinking about your basketball career, it's thinking about the rest of your life. Like just walking on on legs that are destroyed. Like I understand it, but I mean, I think he's finally gotten to the point where he where he's not afraid of it anymore. And I think that that's why he's playing so well. It's because he's playing like he's seven three as opposed to like he's you know the Nate Robinson size. Absolutely. Yeah, I was talking to someone with that. I mean, Knicks. Whenever KP was there, I mean, he was legit. Yeah, yeah. He was the number one option. Best power forward in the league. You could argue best power forward in the league at that point. Right. Yeah. For sure. On on fresh knees. Yeah. Absolutely. He was a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, the unicorn, but the the Mavs play Memphis uh, in their upcoming game. Memphis is night. on a tear, dude. I don't Memphis understand is, where that Memphis game kind of came another, from. Another take, very similar to the Bengals, which is how the young they are. The Memphis mm-hmm. makes the finals the next five John, years too. John Moran is ridiculous. John I, I remember so Murray good. State came to Tuscaloosa and like we beat them, and like I think pretty handily. But Ja had like. 35 so and everyone's good. like who is this john <laughs> who is this he, kid yeah yeah who is that man he is just He's unreal special. and it yeah. continues to be you know showing up zion a little bit well, well there was an interview with with Dray- draymond the other day well yeah there was an interview with draymond the other day <laughs> where draymond said like um well, a reporter was asking me he's like do you think that josh should be in the most improved most improved player category and he was like bro i want to hear him in the in the most valuable player category yeah. he's like yeah i don't want to hear mip Talk around yep. Jaw because he's been playing so well this season. Like you said, yeah, right? yeah. it's just a, a team of young guys who want to work together to be the best they can be. And are they the four seed right now? Is that correct? Four seed, third seed? They're, they are the third seed. They're behind yeah. uh, Phoenix and um, the yeah. Warriors right now. Yeah. I mean, the war. Yeah. The Warriors have had some tough losses over recently. They lost to the Pacers in OT. Yep. But I mean, they're still so good. I mean, and when we yeah. talk about we talk about the NBA, I feel like we have to address the the Lakers situation right now. I, I mean, Westbrook are... is just killing Dude, them. Some, of the, some of the shots that literally just go off the top of the backboard. <laughs> you know, like, what are you I mean, doing? You got so you got you know LeBron James, the greatest player of this generation by far, and then you got Anthony Data Davis, and you got <laughs> that's Russell actually Westbrook. so good. I, mean, I don't know what you want LeBron to do, man. Like, yeah. it's so point. Bro, he's. Did you see like that? He's th- he's thirty seven, and he. What yeah, is his stat correct. line in the last sixty days? Like thirty eight, eight and eight. Yeah. I mean, he, what he, does he season, have to do? On the season, he's 29-8-6, right? Dude, and, he's 37. A block of steel. <laughs> like, I, what is his field goal percentage? What is his shooting percentages? Probably very like, average very for fine. him. He, yeah, very he, fine. He, he's shooting 51.7% from the field over career <laughs> average. <laughs> shooting 36.2% from the three, That's which fine. I think is probably approaching yeah. career high. He's never been a premier three-point shooter. Um, shooting better from the free throw line. He's shooting 75% from the That is the actually a lot better. Yeah. A lot better improved. I think he was in the 60s last year. Yeah, that's a um, lot better. So, Ryan, Ryan, in terms of scores for the Lakers, so I'm guessing that you know, the big three, the top three scores, is Talon Horton Tucker the fourth best scorer on the Lakers <laughs> right now? Because I, I, that would be my guess. I mean, all joking aside, man, you look at this roster. That's probably and, right. 
like at, you have four players that at one time in their career were top five players in the NBA, yeah. right? Oh, well, you put this team together in like 2008, right? Dude, like, unreal. Obviously, obviously Mello's wash, and he had some really good minutes and games for Portland. I think he was a great fit for them up there. He just he's yeah. going ring chasing coming to the Lakers. Yeah. AD has not been what the Lakers have paid for. Bro, I'm I not going to lie to you. Like has just not played up to his potential. I'm not going to lie. I completely forgot Carmelo Anthony was on that team. Like, I fully he's a, he, forgot. He's actually the fourth leading scorer. I, I, was, yeah, I fully was, forgot he was on goes, that team. It yeah. goes Melo, Malik Monk, and then Talon Horton Tucker. Yeah, but no, yeah, Ryan. Melo's you're 13 points from the a game, yeah. which I think is really good. He's on a vet minimum. Yeah. I think he's probably one of the best signings for the Lakers yeah. this year. Yes. I mean, Ryan, but you're completely right. I mean, um, remember that Anthony Davis that played with prime – or almost prime, like one year out of his prime. Demarcus Cousins in 2014 oh against that. Yeah, remember, disgusting. remember that corner three that Anthony Davis had against like the Warriors, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine that Anthony Davis on this Lakers team with LeBron. Like, it's yeah, just like, yeah. what did they like? I think that the it, w- when they signed Anthony Davis, I think that that was a good investment. I don't think there were. I don't think anybody really had any issues with with the Lakers taking on Anthony Davis. I mean, they got a ring out of it. They got a ring in yeah, twenty twenty right. out of it. And, and no. I think Anthony Davis fits well with LeBron. I just I don't agree. think Russell Westbrook does. And I think everyone yeah. knew that going into the year. Yeah, I think it's only yeah. like you know maybe Frank Vogel will figure something out of Russell Westbrook that no one else has. But like, yeah. did we really think that was going to happen? Like, do we really yeah. think Russell Westbrook is going to change who he is as a player just yeah. because LeBron? He didn't for KD. I mean, right. he didn't for who else? He had uh, Paul Maybe George. Cool. He didn't for Paul George. But they he didn't. Did. He didn't do it in, in Washington. Yeah, he didn't do it. I mean, oh my God, Bradley I forgot he was on Washington. <laughs> yeah, that was his last team. Good lord. And it's so funny as like me like talking bad about Anthony Davis, right? He he's twenty three and ten on the season. Like he's averaging yeah. a double double a game. He's just and hurt. I'm still. St- that he's not producing to his full potential because he's hurt his all defense the time. this year was terrible. I mean, yeah. I mean, great. I think a lot of the Lakers were playing great team percent from three. Yeah, yeah, but dude, but like so, you, you said, and Robbie, I agree with you that a lot of the Lakers aren't like don't necessarily play great defense, and I think that's probably a lot of people's criticism of LeBron, but like. I feel like in LeBron's yeah. defense, the man's 37, and I'm and obviously yeah. he's taking incredible incredible care of his body, and he's probably he probably feels just as good as he ever has. But like, if you have to do the entire offensive production load for your team, you're playing. Remember, yeah. he is playing professional basketball. Yeah, like yeah. you have you he's playing probably near 40 minutes a game, and you're expecting him to be like at 37, insanely elite on both sides of the ball. I just think that's unrealistic. You have to give him some help in everything else. And that's what I don't get about the construction of this team. Like, I feel like, you know, the like, at this point, like, not even that LeBron shouldn't have to. I don't even, even you don't want LeBron. But yeah, even you, yeah. <laughs> you don't like, want you it. Don't yeah. want, you shouldn't. Nope. So, like, I don't get why you construct this team with all of these older guys mm-hmm. that aren't going to play defense. Like, yep. you need to get, I mean, I think Malik Monk has been playing fairly well. Malik but Monk I mean, is fine, yeah. I think Malik Monk is not, fine. Not turned out to be the player that people thought he would be out of college. I mean, yeah. for a $1.6 million dollar contract, he's yeah. fine. When what's right. he's eating up $44 million oh. Wow. at 33 years old. And not doing anything with it. Yeah, no. that is extremely frustrating. But um, so Robbie, did you want to take us through some of your your hockey talks? Because I know you you had really you're you're like our hockey expert here on the pod. Yeah, yeah, hockey. Yeah. I did want to, before I move on. Uh, okay, right yeah, now sorry, you have to walk in your uh, NBA Finals predictions and champion right now. Ooh, um, we're gonna hold you to it. Wow, right now, yeah, you have to lock it in. <laughs> on, on the first pod. First oh, pod, cool. lock it in, and that that's way we can great. go back and we can talk about how bad all of our predictions, <laughs> all of our takes, and mine are, are gonna be. Mine are going to be great, but I don't know how y'all are going to go. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Ryan, you want to you wanna lead us off? 
Lead us off. Wow. Uh, I mean, looking at the Eastern Conference, you know, there are some teams that are absolutely exceeding expectations. No one saw the Bulls being a second seed halfway through the season at this yeah. point. I mean, the DeMar DeRozan. Ex, uh, ex, He's so good. Um, I, I, I have I'm always defended DeMar. As a Mavs fan, I wanted to sign DeRozan, but I like yeah. way cheaper than what he signed on on the Bulls. I thought yeah. when they signed him, I thought it was they were overpaying. Immediately shut me up. I mean, that, that oh, Bulls so team good. has meshed super well. Mm-hmm. I don't think they get to the conference finals. I think okay. they run into a. I think they run into a better team. Um, the Bucks are sitting there quietly at thirty and nineteen, a game back of yeah. the first seed Nets. Again, the Nets can they stay healthy? I mean, the, it can that team stick together and get through an eighty-two game season plus four playoff series? I think the East is going to be really interesting to watch. Um, I think I see the Bucks coming out of the East, um, winning another seven-game series against the Nets um, in yeah. the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. um, and and then going to the West. You know, I don't think it's Memphis's year yet. I think they're I think they're right there. I think they yeah. could. I don't think they will. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Warriors make the Western Western Conference Finals uh, against the Suns. The Suns lose again. Chris Paul retires. So I see I see Warriors Bucks. Warriors Bucks Finals. I. My my prediction is honestly pretty similar. I I was actually probably gonna say well in my head right. I I don't think I I think a lot of people think this too, but I never saw the Warriors dynasty ever being really over yet because I mean the Curry's not super old, Clay's not super old. I mean Draymond isn't super old. Draymond just can't really score the ball anymore, but that doesn't really matter because they got other guys who <laughs> could. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, dude, dude. In that 2015, Draymond had three ball. Draymond could Listen, shoot. There's been occasional time where Draymond would knock down some big yeah. time top key three pointer, and you'd yeah. be like, all right, like Draymond showing up. But but, but my thing is so. I think a lot of it depends on Kyrie Irving. I think a lot of it depends on what the rules are come playoff times in terms of vaccinated and unvaccinated. And that's what I was gonna say. Like, do you can the Nets win a seven game series where Kyrie can't it's play four at least four of the games? If it comes down to that, I think that the same thing happens last year where it's where it's Giannis versus KD in Game Seven, basically. And then I, I I agree with Ryan. I think it's gonna if Kyrie is in another predicament where he can't play. I think yep. it's going to be Warriors Bucks, but if Kyrie um, if, if Kyrie can play all seven games, I think it's going to be Warriors Nets. If you if you're the Nets, do you start tanking so that Kyrie can play more games? Hopefully, because he can't play in New York. So do you hope that you can get you know four games on the road that Kyrie can play and then he can win those four That's games? A good question. Well, that, That's a really good question. No, you don't. I mean, yeah, you don't do that, but <laughs> like, yeah. that, but you know, you can think about it. You think yeah. <laughs> I, we're just talking about Draymond real quick. I just want to point out the man is averaging seven, seven, seven. No, I, and no, I'm it's, saying this year, this year he can't score. Oh, I'm saying okay, years that, past. That that changed my mind because that that's lucky right there. Three triple sevens. So I, mean, I, think, I think the Warriors are going to win it all now, right? It's the devil in the details right there, right? Yeah, triple sevens. I think it's the Warriors' year again. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I actually fully agree. Robbie, did you have a uh, prediction? Uh, yeah, I actually, I really think it's going to be Bucks Suns again. I think we're going to oh, get okay. a run back. I think the Suns win. I think Chris Paul finally oh, wow. gets Wow. Oh, you think Chris Paul locks nah, it in? I think Chris Paul finally gets one, man. Finally gets a grip on a, an NBA championship. Yep. Uh, right. uh, okay, so we got our predictions locked in real quick before the next segment chains. As a Mavs homer, do the Mavs win a ship with KP and Luka? Ooh. Well, okay. You this know, Suns will age out, right? Memphis yeah. is on the rise. Warriors mm-hmm. probably have another good two, three years of prime left. You know, th- those are the you know the 
the best teams I see in the Luca and KP experiment. They, I don't know, contract wise. I knew Luca just signed an extension. Yeah, that's um, what I was just about to say. It's because you know, I don't think the Jazz ever win. I think they're mid, excellent, mid nah, to mid to very good. They're mid to very good, right? Like, yeah, yeah. but they're not gonna win a ship. Yeah, go Bear, Donovan Mitchell. I don't think that that. Group I think is good I think you got three like three or four teams in the Western Conference that are like a piece or two away from a championship. You got the Mavs, you got the Nuggets, you got the Jazz. And we talk about Jokic? Dude, why, why is he going under the radar this season? I guess I guess the, the question becomes what do you think of the Nuggets if whatever Jamal Murray comes back? I, I, think, I think they're like they're not a, I don't think they're contenders. I think they're they're scary in the first early round of the yeah. playoffs, but I don't think but like the numbers Jokic is putting up are just as good as last year and like he just doesn't seem to come up in conversation again. I, I mean, I get yeah. it because his team like his team isn't performing as well, but you also like you just said Jamal Murray's out and like the team is suffering off injuries, but the production that Jokic is putting up is ridiculous. I just want to point this out again. I just pulled up the Nuggets to see, you know, what the rest of their player, the this players, this is what you're doing. This podcast going for people is the, the statistical the, analysis. Statistical analysis yeah, coming yeah. out from your this boys. Is a deep it's just phenomenal. Yeah. You pull up the Denver Nuggets stats for this year, right? And on ESPN's website, we're not sponsored by ESPN. They have the team <laughs> leaders in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. You know, the five main categories. Joker's leading in all of them as a center. That's that's actually nuts. Okay. He's 26, 14, seven and a half, a steal and a half Ooh. a game and a block. That's like, how is this? How is this man not just like, how are people not saying this man is the MVP? No questions. I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, isn't he shooting ridiculous percentages too? I would assume so. I bet he's shooting at a high 50%. Yeah, 57% from the field, 37% from three. Dude, well, I don't understand why it's even uh, like, why he's not even thought about right now. I don't understand. I, don't think, I, I think by all like high tier basketball fans, he is, but he doesn't have flashy game. You know, like you, you're thinking he's not talked about on ESPN yeah, because that's a good point. he, I mean, he plays for the Nuggets, who are yeah. a good team, not a super exciting team. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're not Steph Curry, they're not LeBron James, they're not players that dominate the news cycle. Yeah, you know, Joker is putting together a phenomenal back to back season. Definitely yeah. an MVP candidate again. Yeah. You know, he just doesn't drive clicks. He's not he's not super exciting, but yeah. he's super good. Yeah. I think part of it too is he had you know, he had that play where he decked one of the more I can't remember which more brother, but he decked yeah, one of them yeah, like yeah, yeah. shot. And he had some other weird stuff going on on and off the court that might have hurt him a little bit too, with his brothers are always doing some weird yeah, shit. Yeah, they're like yeah. Serbian yeah. mafia. It's like uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like and I did the video of them in the Miami nightclub playing the Serbian national yeah, yeah, yeah. is terrible. Yeah, I mean it is awesome. But <laughs> I mean I definitely think, you know, taking cheap shots. I mean, I think LeBron gets away with something, but stuff like that definitely any one of the Morris brothers deserves it. I don't think it's a cheap shot. They've I gotten know. away with so much oh. stuff in the in the league. Oh. I, I agree. <laughs> And you talk about the play in the Serbian anthem in a bar. This is coming from a guy who's leading the NBA in efficiency on the season. Yeah. His advanced yeah, so. stats are like he leads in every single one across the league. It's actually ridiculous. So, Robbie, I kind of wanted, wanted to steer back to your to your parlays and I, stuff. I, yeah, I wanted to hear about your hockey stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's important to stipulate why I'm the hockey expert on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. And that is because I once hit two out of three legs in a parlay. And that is the entire reason <laughs> that I'm the hockey expert here. Um, I was one Florida Panthers went away from winning two hundred seventy dollars. Okay, um, and so therefore and Florida Panthers lost five to one. Correct, they lost five to one to the Calgary yeah, Flames. So that is pain. we are an anti Calgary Flames podcast. <laughs> you got in mind going forward. These are um, not the official views of Bros in the Bird podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> but oh I mean, also being from North Carolina, like we got the Canes, like that's exciting. I remember when I was younger and the Canes won the Stanley Cup, that was pretty cool. I don't think anyone in North Carolina really knew what hockey was, but like, yeah, that's, a, that's a major sport. Like that's yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Also, fun fact, I don't know if people know this, but the Canes are the only North Carolina professional sports team to not play in Charlotte. They play in Raleigh, North oh. Carolina. Okay. I, I did not know that, even as their, a sports aficionado. The stadium <laughs> is right next to NC State's football stadium. They're, they share a parking lot, PNC Arena. It's also nice. the NC State basketball team plays in the same arena that the Hurricanes do. Oh, wow. So, there you go. Got Fun Carolina sports knowledge there for you. Look, this right. man's locked into this God, podcast. It's unbelievable. I'm, I am came, here. God, you came prepared. Listeners are lucky to be listening to this <laughs> man. Look, look at that. <laughs> Please don't take my gambling advice. I literally just had a parlay where not a single leg hit. So please, if I ever lost, yeah, book it with Trent on TikTok. Think of me as similar to him. Whatever I bet, you should definitely bet the opposite. Yeah, like, this, is not, this is not financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> don't take anything we say seriously. With that being said, mm. yeah, with that being said, you know, I want to get your takes on the two games tomorrow, the football games tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and, and any other parlays, you know, player yeah. props, any, any, anything you see on the horizon coming up, I think our listeners would love to hear some terrible takes. I think, I think, yeah, it's, so, I mean, I think, I think it's first important to put out there that I have a future on the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. Um, I think that's what, really important. What, to those out odds there. At? what were those odds locked in at? I think it was plus 600. Okay. Mm-hmm. We locked that in after – I mean, I, I had a couple too many beers and was watching them beat the piss out of the Patriots and decided that <laughs> I needed to bet This is a good idea, yeah. But, yeah. but, I mean, that's where that one came from. Um, nice. In terms of other parlays, the Packers killed my spread parlay tonight. Um, uh, I, I got the Bengals right. I I felt all week the Bengals were going to win, so we nailed that one. Um, definitely didn't think the Packers were going to lose. No. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. anyone <laughs> So I that's said that's that's last night. Packers cover like a blanket, and God yeah, you wrong. did say yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We we're, were literally watching the game earlier, Ryan, and you're like, yeah, I saw a bunch of people saying that you should bet like the uh, the Niners to cover, and that's so dumb. And then sure enough, they won. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Money this, line. Is, this is not betting advice here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, and Ryan, and I might be eating my words because I'm going to say the same thing. I think the Chiefs cover like a blanket. There it I is. Don't, I it, one and a half. Are you kidding? Like I, I take that all day. And again, I might eat my words like you, but I think the Chiefs cover like a blanket. Speaking, speaking of parlays, how's Arizona State doing against Stanford? I don't have a problem. That was random. That was what kind of parlay are you on? The parlay I have right now because the Packers. Oh, it's a four-point game. Let's go. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I bet for USC, UCLA, and Arizona State to win today. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what happens there. But anyways. Uh, in terms of tomorrow, I th- I think you got both the Bucks and the Chiefs covering. Which one are you more confident? My personal choice. Which one are you more confident on between the two? Probably the Chiefs. Okay, I'd say the Bucks. I mean, it's just the Chiefs. Are, it's one. Uh, yeah, the Bucks are two and a half right now. I think Bills are better than the Rams. I think that's I think that's fair, but I also I think it's pretty that, close to me. I think that the Bucks are worse than the Chiefs. Ooh, <laughs> dude, these are hey, oh, I don't, all these are really close. They're all so close. The, the Chiefs are extremely healthy right now, yeah. Which I, I think will be a huge benefit for them going forward. Also, yeah. real quick, I, I wanted to ask since both first seeds lost today, you know, they had an extra week of rest. 
Does that go? You, does that something you have to think about? You know, they get you're on a 17 yeah. week regular season. Yeah. You know, you're ready for the bye, but having an extra week like that kind of might might throw players off. I don't know. I feel like that's something worth like looking at. Definitely. So I listened to an interview with Lafleur like last week during the bye week, and he's asked about that. I was like, "How do you balance you no know, rust versus rest?" I feel like mm-hmm. that's kind of the balance we got to figure out. And he said, "Oh no, it's just kind of like a gut feeling type thing." It's like, "No, nah, you got a plan, man." And right. I think you know, showed up tonight. So Mike McCarthy, he would have had a plan for sure. Hundred percent would have had a plan. <laughs> you're analytics, the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you're making me start drinking on the podcast. <laughs> oh, my oh my goodness, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, and I think it is a tough balance. I think you saw it a lot too. Whenever there were two bye weeks, that you know, there's a lot of times where one of those top two seeds got upset by someone. You're like, how in the world did that team win? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think a big part that played in it were the teams they were playing. The Niners were on an absolute tear in the back half of the season, and the Bengals are just a young, talented team against yeah. a not great one seed, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think there were a lot of things at play, but I think that you know, what you mentioned, the rest versus rest, is something that might be looked at after the season. And I, is, the thing is, like, I think it's one of those things that there's not a right answer, and it probably sure. depends on your team. It probably depends on – Sure, it probably depends on how the weather is. Like, you really probably don't want – if you're the Packers, you don't want to be practicing every day when it's 12 degrees outside. I mean, that's sure. just asking for all kinds of things to go wrong, to practice that every single day. I mean, I'm sure they have their practice facility or whatever else, but still, you just – I mean, it's there's probably no right answer. And it probably just comes down to being as prepared as you can be and going forward from that. Yeah. I. Uh... What was the point I was just about to make? I had something else I was about to say. Oh, I was, so Ryan, you said about the Chiefs being healthy. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, and we saw how how yeah, important that was in terms of the Chiefs is because, I mean, we saw it in the last year's Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the Bucks. I mean, remember the, it was COVID. I mean, obviously not. This wasn't like injury, injury. Like, you know, we know as mo- like in terms of modern football stuff, this was COVID related stuff. But it was their, they had their third left str- left tackle, third string left tackle in. And like, I mean, obviously that was a huge reason they lost because they had three of their off, oh, starting O line guys out. And so what, sure. it was like, it was an insane set. It was like Mahomes had to rush for 500 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That's, it was like crazy. Yeah, and I mean, so obviously health come, is such a big part of, so especially the Chiefs O line. And as and as we know, I mean, the Chiefs O line is so much more important than people give it credit for. I mean, obviously you got the flashy guys like Tyreek and Kelsey and stuff, and Mahomes obviously. But it's like who are who are the people that make sure those guys get open and make sure that that quarterback's protected? Yeah. You know, you know every single play. So Tyreek's fast, but he still has to get open. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's open probably faster than anyone else in the league. Yeah. Just about fast, but mm. he still needs time to get open. Yeah, and we saw how important that was. I mean, when it comes to the biggest yeah. game of the year and one of the best. At one of the best front seven and every single Tampa Tampa guy. And I don't think it, it, was, it was a stat. It was like every single Tampa Bay. I think it was in their entire starting lineup returned. And I don't think that's ever happened off of a Super Bowl team. It's like every 22 guys all returned. And so it's like, I mean, it, the Chiefs, I mean, I think they got to be semi-scared if they, they have the thought of going up against Tampa again. And obviously they're like, oh, they'll be confident. They'll be like, oh, we got our guys back. We're super healthy and stuff. But I mean, again, like we keep saying, I mean, it doesn't matter how old Tom Brady gets. He's still the greatest quarterback of all time. And he's they finally I, figured out a system where it where it works. I do think that Mahomes' struggles this year for the Chiefs was a yeah. giant blessing in disguise. Yeah, that defense came alive. I mean, the Chiefs have a defense now. Mm-hmm. They really hadn't had a defense the entire times Mahomes had been starting. But I mean, their def- that defense had to come in and win them multiple games this year. Absolutely. And I think that's going to pay big time 
going forward against some of these teams that have a lot of offensive firepower. I mean, so you got you know their path is super high. They got to beat the Bills. They got to beat the Bengals. You're talking about two other top ten quarterbacks in the league. You got to get through to get to a Super Bowl. I mean, you got to make plays against them, and I think the Chiefs have that defense now to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, did you see the memes early in the season with like Tyrion Matthew? It was like yep. it was just a fade, and like there was nobody back there, and he just like had his hands on his head. He was like, "What are y'all doing?" It was so funny. like the LeBron Jr. meme. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. Are you doing? yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's go down that rabbit hole. But Tyron Matthew has is one of those guys that absolutely revitalized his career. I yeah. mean, he had a lot of those those issues early as a rookie. I, mm-hmm. I believe it was wasn't it drug issues. I, I couldn't tell you. But but he like was almost out of football to the to that point, and you know he's uh, been a great addition to the Chiefs. Yeah, fully agree with that. Uh, did you have any guys any more thoughts in terms of just sports around around the world or gambling? Sports. As, uh, gambling. The Olympics are coming up soon. That's exciting. True. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, we gotta be we gotta be talking about the Olympics here soon for sure. I mean, I would love to. What what are y'all's favorite Winter Olympics like events? Uh, any type of snowboarding or skiing, like yeah. you're gonna have me watching. Like, I, yeah, when, can't get uh, enough. When Apollo Ono was was about speed yeah. skating, dude, that was so fun to yeah. watch. Yeah. Dude. Lots of fun. Speed skating, super what, fun. Do you all do you all watch the X Games at all? When are they gonna bring snowmobiles to the? That Olympics? would be sick. That would actually that would be, be sick. sick. The guy yeah. that was snowmobiles doing flips <laughs> on snowmobiles is so yeah. cool. I love yeah. the X Games. That would actually be. <laughs> the X Games are a lot of fun. It's, you know they don't obviously get a lot of international attention, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, they're, they're still a lot of a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, um, I'm right with you on the speed skating. That was so much fun with Apollo yeah, yeah. Ono. Um, Sean White Sean on the White. half pipe was amazing, and these are just very American takes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Vaughn on Alpine. I mean, those, those were a lot of a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, on next week's podcast, we're definitely going to have our our better extraordinaire come out with some some interesting lines to see. You know, over under on medal Yo. wins for the oh, United States. Oh, that would actually some, be really yeah. fun. Yeah. Some, some, for sure. some, some statistics to see. You know, how the U.S. will fare in the Winter Olympics compared to the, uh, we, the we, summer. We will definitely have a segment on Super Bowl prop bets. I mean, there's no better time to bet on prop bets. Bet on everything. Throw out all your money. So we will. We will definitely deep dive into that. Um, we can't talk about baseball right now because they're in a lockout. Um, yep. So Manfred will come shut down this podcast that. Currently has zero listeners because we've never posted an episode. But if we start talking about the players, he will come shut us down. So yeah, yeah. we'll stay away from baseball for the time being. Yeah, that's it. probably fair. Keep keep the wrath of the commissioner away. Yeah, and I want to do. Uh, I wanted to bring up something non-sports related real quick. So obviously, Excellent. as you guys know, the uh, the MCU is a massive thing, and we're all pretty good fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So a couple of days ago, I don't know if you guys saw, they dropped so their new series that they're doing on Disney Plus. They dropped the Moon Knight trailer. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I am, and that have you guys both seen it? Oh yeah, I have. I right. forgot what I was watching when I saw that, but yeah, I was. I, I was in bed, about to go to bed because you know I had to get up for work the next day, and yeah. naturally I saw the trailer pop up. I watched yeah. it, and then I went down like an hour rabbit hole on YouTube learning about Moon Knight. Yeah, so we're ready. Um, we're ready to rock and roll, but. So I I completely share your thoughts, Robbie, because I'm not super familiar with the character. I mean, what I gathered from the trailer is that essentially he just he can't tell the difference between his dreams and reality. And so he he, has, I'm assuming that's where his powers come from. Is it they like turn into reality or something like that? So in, in the comics, from what I, what I read, is that he has some type of like dissociative personality disorder. Okay. So like he takes multiple personalities. Okay. And so that's something that he deals with a lot through the comics. Um, and he gets it's the whole thing. He gets his powers from like the Egyptian god of the moon. Okay. 
Um, but there's some question if he actually got powers from him or if it's all in his head that he ah. just like does these things because he's a lot of his mind and he doesn't actually have these powers. So I don't know if they're going to dive into that. I mean, I yeah. feel like the MCU doesn't get as dark as it sounded like this character can get. Yeah. But I, I'm excited for it. And they got, uh, what's the actor's name? He's incredible. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Ooh, I do not. I'm very bad with actor names. Terrible. Ryan, you're our, you're our researcher. You got a research. You, I, I apparently need to get a grip on that. <laughs> Oscar yeah. Isaac. There it is. There we go. So in terms of the the MCU Disney Plus series that they've put out, so what is it so far? It's been WandaVision, uh, Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Hawkeye. So in terms of, so rank them one to four. What are your guys' thoughts on, on the Gosh. favorite Disney Plus series for Marvel? I think you got to go with the um, Scarlet Witch. The what was her name? What, what was the name? Wanda Division. Division. Wanda Division. Thank you. I think you got to go that one. Number one, obviously, okay. it was the first one that came out. Yeah. Um, you know, I, Marvel did a great job. Those first two episodes, everyone was like, "What is going on?" Yeah. Um, and any you know Marvel fans, and you know. Anything apart from the casual Marvel person knows that Wanda Vision and the Scarlet Witch is an incredibly powerful hero in the MCU. Yeah. So, you know, just seeing that and then the evolution or the creation of a new superhero. I forget the it was the it was the African American woman that we saw for yeah, a little Monica, bit. I forget Monica Rambo. Yep. Yeah. So we, we see the creation of her, which is really cool. And mm -hmm. then you know that she's gonna be in the yep. Doctor Strange movie mm -hmm. with um that's gonna be the first MCU horror movie. Um so I think that's just gonna I think that's really cool. Um but I, I would rank that number one. I would think I would probably rank Hawkeye last, to be really? honest with you. I, I like the show. Um I like the character. I think yeah. you know, seeing the human Avenger, right? Just get beaten up a yeah. lot. And like, he's like icing himself yeah, with all these frozen vegetables. It's really funny. I mean, the big, yeah, that was the best part of the show is them suing him, like yeah. getting back from injury. Cause I think that's something people always talk about is like, well, how are like Hawkeye and Black Widow like recovering from like, this? They're, like, they're, not. Not, they're, not, they're, not, they're not. They have to go home and put frozen veggies yeah. on their wounds. Stuff, no, I so. loved the the whole thing about him having to get a hearing aid, and they showed like glimpses of yeah. like the explosions. I was like, oh, that is like, thank you. Like that actually makes sense. Yeah. Like that he would have yeah, to right. do that. I was like, I'm so glad that they included that detail. And Ryan, I mean, I I would probably put. I would probably put WandaVision for, I really like, cause I, I was, when I saw the first two episodes, I was like, they're obviously doing something here. Like they have an angle that they're going for. And so yeah, I, sure. I was like, I, they weren't like, I wouldn't necessarily call them good. I guess they were good in terms of like the development, but the first two episodes, I was like very invested. Cause I was like, they're obviously going somewhere with this. So I would probably agree with WandaVision being first overall. And then I, I wouldn't have Hawkeye last. I would probably have, I th based on Robbie's reaction, I think he would probably say, would you also say Falcon and the Winter Soldier last? Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, I would have, the other three, WandaVision, Loki, and Hawkeye, kind of on their own tier. Not that the yeah. Falcon and Soldier was bad. I just didn't no. think it was as good as the others. Yeah. And in terms of those three, my favorite is probably going to shift. I think I really liked Hawkeye, and I think recency bias probably puts it higher. I haven't watched WandaVision in a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I, I think all of those three, you know, for me, are a tier above Falcon and Soldier, which still was a great show, just not, yeah. not on the same level to me as the other ones were. I'd probably agree with Wanda, that. WandaVision, Loki, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and then Hawkeye is probably what I would yeah. do. Yeah, and I think Robbie and I would flip the, the last yeah. two. And I, I will say, though, I mean, because I, I loved all the shows, like Robbie said, and it's not necessarily I think that any of them are bad. But I will say that even though I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is probably the least good out of them, I, I, I think that Falcon and Winter Soldier had the best shot 
of any of the shows because it was it was like in the fourth episode and it was You've when about this before it was yeah. When... spoiler alert we will yeah yeah spoiler yeah we're not sponsored by disney by the way um, <laughs> or Marvel. Man, we're, we're like hooking the mouse up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Marvel? <laughs> yeah. So, like Ryan said, I've talked about this before because I love the shot so much, but it was, um, oh my God, what's the dude's name? The fake Captain America. It's Walker. What's his name? What's his full name? Fake Captain America. Sam. No, no, no. The, 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 the white the dude. Yeah. The, the John Walker? What the hell is yeah, John Walker? John okay, yeah. John Walker. So, John Walker, when he, like, his best friend dies to one of the super soldiers. Yeah. And he goes like crazy, and he starts like he beats like the hell out of one of them, and then they they have the shot of Captain America's shield with like blood dripping off of it, and then they cut the episode. I was like, that is so good, like that because because it's not just like the obviously like he went crazy, but it was like the whole the whole persona of Captain America basically right there was like he almost destroyed it because of what he did. And I really I really enjoyed the Bucky Redemption arc too. Yeah, yeah. The number one reason that I have that. Not yeah. last personally, just because I love that character so much. Yeah, that was hard. That whole angle about him, like building that relationship yeah. with that man, that he because he killed his son, was heartbreaking. And though, because because yeah. the whole like because it was super psychological too. And I'm hoping that they kind of go because it was kind of dark. So I'm hoping they kind of explore that with the Moon Knight stuff. But they explored it in terms of like Bucky and his flashbacks because it was like it was dark. Like a lot of the yeah. stuff that he, because he, because he knows he did it, and obviously he didn't have control over himself. But he was, but he was still like it was almost like he was a passenger in the moments of when he was doing this stuff. Yep. So he he was like conscious, but obviously he couldn't control himself. But I thought that was incredibly interesting how they went into that that whole thing. Absolutely, Marvel's so good at that kind of stuff. And I know, like you said, Ryan, the next next movie they got is the Doctor Strange movie, and then. I mean, they, it's gonna. I, there's like a She-Hulk series, and then they're gonna do other stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of new characters coming to play. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's 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 very cool to to see what they've done. You know, starting with the whole Iron Man and just how they've, you know, woven this where they have and they have. And what's amazing about it is they have so much source material. Yeah. yeah. Unbel- I mean, they, I don't think I can't think of another franchise that has this amount of source material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're going to be pumping out movies and beating this dead horse till it stops spitting out money, essentially. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I hope they don't lose, you know, some of the quality that we've come to know with some of the Marvel productions. I think that is something to like, you know, like with the Eternals, that movie was not good. Yeah. Oh, right. I don't think it was bad. You really? I, I like it was very, it didn't feel like a Marvel movie. It yeah. felt it okay. was very, very different. And mm-hmm. I think I think that was part of it. I it, it was hard to keep up with because there was a lot they were trying to do. The shot of that, like again, spoiler, like wee woo, wee woo. But um when they have the last shot of the big big dude coming in to like take them away because they stopped the other one from emerging. Yeah. That shot was sick. <laughs> yeah, and, there was some good, yeah, there's good direction. That was that was really cool. Like just the way they kind like, of captured his scale. Of like, yeah. you no, know, you're standing on the ground looking up at this giant space monster coming mm-hmm. down. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. So I, I, I agree in terms of like a lot of the direction was fine, a lot, and obviously a lot of the visual effects and stuff were very cool. Yeah. But it, I think Ryan and I's problem with it specifically was well, I had a problem with some of the writing, and I had a problem with some with because obviously Marvel's going in the direction of that Kang is the next big bad. Kang is the next Thanos, right? Like that is what they're kind of setting up everything to be. Right? They, they said they, that they wouldn't do any more like multi-phase villains though. Like they're not going to have a Thanos where, you know, they set yeah. him up for however many phases. Like, okay. So yeah. 
So theoretically, though, if we're thinking about it like it was the past, they're setting up like Kang as the next guy, right? But yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that it's like solidified. But the the thing that they introduced in the Eternals, it was just in terms of like where it was placed didn't make any sense to me because it's because it's such a massive cosmic threat that yeah. it's like it doesn't make sense why you would put it with like where they, it was. They have a new a Captain Marvel movie coming out fairly soon, so I want. I mean, I feel like she's going to be the cosmic. I think they do have yeah. the new Thor movie coming out fairly yeah. soon too. True. So maybe a little tie in there. Maybe. Like I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them pop up in maybe the next Thor movie or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, it's also give Eternals some credit that is followed up by Spider-Man. I mean, yeah, the, the, comparing it to that movie is tough because I mean that was yeah, very, incredible. very much agreed. But also, that Spider-Man movie was probably the most hyped movie ever behind <laughs> behind Endgame and Infinity War. But it lived yeah. up to it. I mean, that's I know, the I know. that's what's so that's... amazing about it. Mm-hmm. I agree yeah. with that. I mean, it, well, and I was saying, like, in terms of the in the Eternals writing. Is there? I remember coming out of the movie and saying this directly to Ryan. I was like, "Why the hell did Icarus? They did a thing. So obviously, Icarus revealed himself as the bad guy, right? They did. They did the flashback before he revealed that he was a bad guy, which made no sense to me because, like, it would have been so much more impactful if he had revealed that he turned on them and then they went into the backstory of what happened. Why? Why did you? Why did you take away that shock factor? To, like it, just, it, it was, it was not. I guess not. The writing isn't in the right word. It was where scenes were placed. It was like, they, where they, I, and they wanted to do the weird like timelines where they're kind of jumping all over the place. Yeah, it was and very. It was too much. Like too yeah. many flashbacks. Too much yeah. going on. I can, I can see that. Yeah. They're really trying to, I think, clue the audience in because, like, you had no idea who these people were. Like, yeah, unless yeah. you were, yeah, like, unless you were a very serious Marvel fan, you you didn't know who these these people were. Like, you had heard of Thor, you had heard of Iron Man. Obviously, everyone knew Spider Man, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, I guess they wanted like, especially like the what you said about Icarus being the bad guy. They were like, let's tell the audience this, and then they can watch how this unfolds, knowing that this man is the bad guy. I think that was the angle they were going for. I agree. I didn't I didn't like it as much as how much they were flipping flipping around. I think it, re- it was a really cool thing where they you know come to Earth and you see how all these events in history are affected by them yeah i I think i think being able to play that actual like historic historical fiction is is a really cool idea Um, i I wish they would almost have just done their whole historical fiction like in the beginning to set up their characters and use those flashbacks mm -hmm. to like those periods in history to set up the characters versus like doing it at random times throughout the movie Mm -hmm. Um, that's a fair point the, I mean, then again, I'm not a screenwriter, but to me, <laughs> that that was how I would have thought about doing. Because I, I agree with you. I think the historical fiction stuff was cool, and see them pop up in these you know major historical events was yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, and I thought it that. Felt- yeah, and I thought the one character who I I forgot like all their names, but I thought the one character who like could control everybody's mind. I thought that Druid. was a fast. Yeah, Druid. I thought he he was. <laughs> Ryan's no. out. <laughs> so, so much reflection that's just not gonna work. On the is, that, what, Ken? is that who just came on our screen right there? These are the blue screen glasses Connor got me yeah. for Christmas. Oh, I've yes, actually have been wearing them. I have absolutely no idea if these are just like a placebo or not, but you know, <laughs> here we are. Yeah. So I, I thought Drew was actually fascinating in terms of his because he's he's very conflicted in terms of like what because he's he's like I have the ability to stop these horrid things from happening. And you won't let me. And 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 he's like, you can tell he's. Le- I mean, he acts like all cocky and stuff. But based on his actions, he's legitimately good because he's saying well, he's like, I, I have. Think, 
the first like hour of the movie, you probably would have guessed he would have been the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, he's you, the way he yeah. acted and the way he kind of resented. Yeah. Like, what was the head lady's name? Dude, I like that's what I mean. I just can't remember their names. Oh my god, I don't know. I can't remember her name. I remember for a second. But yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. So we're we're about over an hour's voice, so we probably should wrap up soon. But I wanted yeah. to to leave off with two smaller topics. So first of all, I'm gonna so hot take. What is your favorite chip of all time? What's the temperature outside? I, that, yeah. That's that's how you know that Robbie and I are fat. That we're asking. <laughs> Um, the actual ambient temperature to determine uh, what chip I'm potentially in the mood for. Oh, also, yeah. also important, which side of the Mississippi am I on? Oh, Lord. That's also... Uh, that is an excellent question. <laughs> um, for our English viewers, crisps. If you guys didn't understand chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were developing an international... Yeah, yeah, we got a massive... Wow. Yeah, yeah, we already, got a massive. already going overseas. We're That's global. phenomenal. Yeah, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a hot take here. Here, my favorite chip of all time is the Fritos Honey Barbecue Twists. I gotta go, I gotta go. <laughs> dude. They're so good. What do you mean? I mean, in terms of versatility, it's not up there. But what, like, what do you mean? First of all, what are you dipping those in? You yeah, can't dip those in. I'm not like I need to dip them. Why do I need to dip for, my chips in anything? Part of being a versatile chip, you got to be able it's to dip a specific chip. chip that can't be versatile in any way. What right? do you That's... What do you dip like Lay's barbecue in or Doritos? You can Doritos. You put in a sandwich. Doritos <laughs> are like. I mean, yeah. Doritos but, are easier, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah. And that transitions nicely into me. Baked uh, barbecue lays phenomenal. I, I agree. Here, um, they really are great for any situation, any any party. You're always going to have people that love barbecue lays. Um, Ruffles, cheddar, and sour cream. Oh my I, god! Get get out! Leave! I, leave. I can't do sour cream and onion. Yeah, sour cream makes me want to vomit. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I know that's a cult favorite, but. It, dude, the amount of people that like sour cream, like the like sour cream chips, makes me want to die. Like, I don't, yeah. why? Why is that so popular? You know my favorite, like, dip to make right, first yeah. chip? If Man, you say sour, if you really say sour. Really not helping with the competition to bring this question up, but <laughs> we'll let stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you, get, you can get these, like, uh, Lipton, like, soup packets, but they also double as dips. And so you take it and you put it in sour cream, you mix it up, and it makes French onion dip. I'm really, oh, I'm gonna, so I just almost, good. probably, I just almost so Wow, that's that may pretty, be it, it, it's pretty bad. I can lie. <laughs> wow, that made me ill. All right, and I think so. The last thing, obviously, Robbie, you you proposed this. The last thing we're we're gonna do is the the song of the week. So each yeah, week yeah. here on the podcast, we're gonna do do a song of the week. And I mean, sometimes we're gonna excuse me. Sometimes we're gonna be in our feels. Sometimes we're gonna get lit. I mean, it just depends on our mood. Our mood for the week. So, I mean, boys, do you have a proposal for, for Song of the Week this week? I, I think this, I guess the song technically came out last Friday, I think. Okay. But Kanye's new song with the game, Easy. Mm-hmm. The implication that Kanye was saved from a car wreck. So, obviously, backstory, Kanye got a really bad car wreck a long time ago. I mean, it was a long time ago, but like, they like, weren't sure that Kanye was going to survive the car wreck. He ended up getting a bunch of his mouth stitched up, and that's when he recorded Through the Wire. Mm. um that song classic song he actually did have his mouth wired shut from this car accident so when he's rapping through the wire he's legitimately rapping through a wire but in this new song Kanye's talking about that god saved him from this car wreck Mm -hmm. to beat Mm -hmm. davidson's ass 
Pete Davidson was seven years old when Kanye was in this car wreck. So uh, the implication <laughs> that Kanye was saved from a car wreck to be yeah. seven-year-old Pete Davidson's ass, to me, funny. is genius by Kanye. I mean, that's hysterical. There's a lot to unpack there. And there's a reason that Kanye is, you know... Well, he's, he's yay now. Not all there, right? Yeah, yeah yay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to offend him if he's listening. That's yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye. Yeah, he's Kanye come on, right? God, I, yeah. I, think, I think it's a great nomination, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I, I was ill-prepared for that that segment, so I'm glad Robbie yeah. brought something to yeah, yeah. Uh, the table. Uh, but, but, but I did want to uh, bring in a segment of mine of an interesting fact, and it's a day I learned. Okay. Uh, okay. I think that's very, yeah, very important. We, we love learning on this Will I have to censor this? No, no, not at all. This is very family-friendly. Uh, I'm insulted that you would ask such a thing. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, yeah. You know, I learned today that China owns every single panda that you see in a zoo. They rent them out to other countries' zoos for around a million to two million dollars per panda per year. Wow, that's a lot of money. I mean, it kind of makes sense. sense. I feel like pandas are a good investment. Think about how quickly you make back that two million dollars in selling like panda dolls in like zoo gift shops. Yeah, but you can't and like if the pandas reproduce, which is very rare. Pandas like hardly ever mm-hmm. like reproduce in captivity. Um, they own the rights of those pandas too. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, pandas are like us. We they just we don't reproduce because you get no women. Ayo. That. That's yeah. how you're ending this. That's how you're ending this. <laughs> job. So I thank you. I thank you for listening. We don't talk to women. Love you, babe. I might, I I might have to. I might have to cut babe. that. No, no, you definitely, you definitely don't have to cut that. You know, yeah. to all the audience listening out there. Hi, my name's Ryan. I'm five foot nine, and I never learned how to read. Um, but I wanted to let you know that I've gotten more notifications on LinkedIn than any ah. dating uh, app that I've downloaded this week. Um, so take that as you may. Hope everyone is having a great day, evening, and morning if they're listening to this podcast. <clears throat> I, I know we're already gonna have like. You know a thousand listeners by tomorrow so of course yeah, yeah we're just gonna happy get sunday to everyone happy divisional <laughs> round sunday to yeah, all yeah. Listeners. Right. so ryan you want to sign us out for good for the bros and the berg this is ryan doyle saying so long good night good morning and have a rest of your day please gamble responsibly <laughs> see y'all